West Limerick 102. The following is the podcast of County Views. It's broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 27th of October 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Mike Barrett and Carol McCatton as this is the podcast of County Views. The phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Ladies and gentlemen and bias and girls and all the listeners out there of a wet, wet night, but the temperature is quite high, I think it's 12%, so it's a nice mild night, and I'm joined by a nice rowdy crowd tonight, they're all in as the man says, Jason Smith is producer as usual, and we have Tom Ryan, they have reliable, he was shining there on the television, you could see the glow of him at the Gaelic Crowns on Sunday during the county final. And we have Mike Barrett and Corral McCorton, the man who's trying to teach me Irish, and he said he must be trying to teach a donkey, he's trying to teach me Irish, making no impression. Now, gentlemen and listeners, COVID, COVID, COVID. Back about a year and a half ago, they used to be texting in here telling us they didn't want to hear any more about it. They were sick and tired of hearing about it. But it goes on, goes on, goes on. This comes as the Department of Health has notified 1,631 new cases of the COVID today. Today, and this is the f- yesterday, I think, was the fourth highest since it began. And there are 503 patients in hospital with the virus, it is said. Down 10 at the same time yesterday. Of these, 101 people are in ICU with COVID, an increase of four from yesterday. There has been a total of 5,436 deaths related to COVID, said they say. And notified in Ireland, this includes 67 deaths newly notified in the last week. So whatever period that kind of a sentence means, I do not know. But we didn't hear the deaths in a long time, and I, I find it unusual how they're able to count up as far as 1,631, and they're not able to count the number of people dying on a daily basis. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, it's unusual. I think they changed the strategy there, Pat, as regards the announcement of the deaths, anyway. I, I was actually shocked when I heard it to the end of last week. You know, it's a very, very, it goes to show, like, I mean, you know, we've been listening to different fields and different debates and all angles, but it's still around and it's still as lately as ever, maybe more so now, you know, with all the people that vaccinated and everything. There's something, something relatively going wrong, you know, and what I what I caught today was that uh, the CEO was that um, of the CMO was that um, the the community that's been mentioned now that it's it's community are as far now like it's in the community you know and that um, I mean that it's 69 power was that what intended I know that now I think that they've changed the strategy in announcing the dates why I don't know but 
This is there were sixty nine in the last 67, week. Sixty seven in the last week. So this is shocking figure like and it's very, very serious, there's no doubt about that. And you wonder, is it out of control again now? You know, with the lockdowns all over and the opening up of all the pubs, the night pubs in particular more talk about night pubs and you think they were important like that um and the community and all the vaccinations and the amount of the population that are vaccinated, it's very, very it's very hard to put your mind around it as to guess what is going to happen between here and the end of the year. Yeah, I think, well, first of all, as well, we have to look at the fact that there is, that all this early in the year that we had over 90% of the population vaccinated, and then that all this 300,000, 300,000, 300,000, 700,000, that seems to be the problem. Now, another thing that's a problem, and I had a, a doubt about it the whole time, because I had so many stories of people that had to go back in again and I think I said it here early, very early in the year that I spoke with a neighbour of mine who was her sister as a nurse and when she went back after Christmas they were told and she worked in a, she's a nurse in a nursing home and the, what she was told by the matrons any respiratory illness that any person dies they put it down to COVID and that's the way it has to go after that now I, we were Talking about it before, just half heard a while ago. It's only a couple of weeks ago. A woman from Fines, her husband, an elderly man, got a serious heart attack at home. She took him into the regional. He got another one inside, and unfortunately, he passed out. And everything went down fine. She went back in for his COVID cert, and they laid it up on the table, and they had it on. This man died of COVID related illness. She went in for his death cert. For his death cert. So she went back into the, the office and she laid it up on the table and she told him, I'm not accepting this. She said, my husband never had COVID. He got a heart attack outside in his own house and he died of a heart attack in here. So I mean, like, something has to ask the question, where did that come out of? But I wonder, Mike, is there, can, it be that, can it be that simple? I mean, can they show well, That came from the woman herself. I know, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to, to, and like, to credit it like that. Yeah, that if, we'll, if, we'll go back to, if we'll go back to 12 months ago, and I think Pat mentioned that to me a while ago, the statistics a couple of years ago, that actually less people died in the first year than what people would have that, that had died in the, we'll say since they came in that, that was the, 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 death, the death rate was actually way lower than just for 2018 and 19 we called that out here one night Tom oh, oh I know we did yeah, I, I, yeah. I, the, but the, the, the point just that we made in St. like who has been discussing this like for uh, since day one you know that you know that people are are dying from it, like. Oh, that's right. I mean, and it's yeah. a, a horrific, this. And you know, and particularly now that uh, I think as the people as you have rightly said, no, um, make about about people that are not vaccinated, mm-hmm. and a, a lot of the a lot of the hospital cases now are non are non vaccinated. Seventy percent, seventy percent of them. You know, so therefore people are not. I mean, vaccinated. you know, it's uh, how good are the vaccinations? They're talking about both the shots now. So, and like another thing, another thing that you're talking about the ones that are that are not vaccinated. There's a cohort of people out there who will never be vaccinated because in, in this, I mean, we all know you have all these groups now, these anti-vax groups, you have the Extinction Rebellion, you have all this crowd now that that, that, that stopped an argument in O'Connell Street for the latest thing. The most of them now, there's an awful lot of doctors involved with them. I was reading it on the paper the other day, there are several doctors that are backing them that won't accept it. Now you're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, your local community station broadcasting from Newcastle West. 
My name is Pat O'Donovan, and if you want to call in or text in or WhatsApp, whatever, any way at all, uh, Jason Smith is waiting for your calls, and he's got one already up to his ear out there. And you can text or call in 0696600 and 0871669800. And the quiet man here is Kral McCurtan, which hasn't opened his mouth yet, or did he get a chance? And I'm just reflecting on, on what Tom and I might have said, and I wouldn't disagree at all. Obviously, as Tom said, it's a very lethal virus and has knocked out and has killed a lot of people. Uh, I wouldn't argue at all against that. Uh, the figures and the statistics, uh, they can always be, you know, uh, arranged and distorted and uh, very hard to be, you know, to pinpoint uh, how accurate they are. Uh, but at the end of the day, and we've had the longest and severest lockdown in the world, the day had to come when society had to open up again. And this was predicted that uh, no matter if, if, if it was delayed for another year or two years, we were still faced with this situation whereby uh, society was opening up, uh, the social side of it, the cultural side, entertainment, uh, sporting, etc. And that had, allowed to, that had to come about. And it has come about now. And we are seeing that, again, again, uh, some of the figures are uh, disputed. Uh, you know, uh, we have to live with it. People are saying we have, like, there's no going back. Even, even Michal Martin said that there's no going back now. Lockdowns and severe lockdowns and restrictions. Uh, maybe you might be able to focus in and pinpoint. Karal, some, if some I may, way. if I may come in there on top of you now, we, you, you admit that we were the longest lockdown in the world. We were. We had the most severe lockdown regulations in the world. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to have them all 92% or something vaccinated, even though it seems to be popping up and down in that particular figure. And these figures were going up and going over a 1,000 per day before they actually opened up the nightclubs and the bars and the whole lot. It was already gone, gone bonkers. So can you explain how that is, that well, it's well, so well, high? See, now it's, going to, get, it's, going, it's well. going to get worse now that the pubs and the whole lot has opened up in the, well, from now on. About, I mean, people start talking about pubs, they might as well talk about, like, about people that go to work, people that, that meet on the street. Nobody knows. Like, as Tom said, it's out there in the community. A lot of people believe it's out there in the air. Now, the people that haven't taken the vaccination, uh, we're being told now that these are making up around 70% of the people in ICU and in, in the hospitals. So obviously vaccinations do work and and have worked, but they're, but they're not uh, the, uh, the cure-all for everything. Uh, no, they're not the antidote for everything. So obviously there will be people that will uh, relapse and get it again. Uh, and, you know, and on good information, I've been told that now there are there are good treatments there now for for COVID. They can deal with it as well. It's not as uh, as frightening as it was maybe at the very at, at the very beginning. They have learned an awful lot, yeah. and they're able to deal with a lot of the cases. Thirty percent of the people in the hospital have got the vaccine, and the people who have got the vaccine are now spreading it on to other people. And many of the people who've got the vaccines have got the COVID as well. And there are also people who had the vaccine, went into hospital and finished up getting the COVID. Yeah, well, I mean, you have to, 
I have to be very worried about, you see, about it, and I know that they, they, may, they might be good, and, and surely he's improved, improved vaccines now, I think, with every month that passes, they're improving the vaccines. They can also improve the treatments, I suppose, as well, although we have, we've never got a, a breakdown, at least I never see, as to what, what is the treatment, I mean, for it, but the most, you see, the little action, the little prediction here is, and we all forget this, we kind of take it for granted that anyone can get it. I know some people that are very sick at the moment and they were vaccinated, but you see, it is the, it is the giving of the virus to people that are, have underlying conditions, elderly people that are that, that have under, and people that are not elderly because it has spread now, the age gap now has, it, it began to even out across the whole realm of, of society. And you see, I mean, that is the big problem, to the spreading of it to people that can't yeah. actually de- defend themselves. No, de- I- I've met a couple of people that had that had this, and at one point he's on his forties. He got it. he was in, he was vaccinated, but he got it because his wife was not. She couldn't take the vaccine. She got it, passed it on to him. But he said he works he, Milton Council for the Long Crook, and uh, he said to me, "Look, <coughs> I, I stayed off work for ten days." But he said I could easily have gone away and done what I was doing. He said there was nothing. He said that's all me. I had it, but he said I just felt a bit cold. He said that was it. I didn't, no. I didn't, I didn't, but he had been vaccinated, yeah. you know. I was speaking to him last week, and uh, on the, the, the phone, and uh, she had spent four days very, very ill. Yeah. Oh, he was just touching God as she went to the hospital. Now, when the hospital wards had over 500 cases now in the hospitals, that means that, um, that, means that the normal routine of hospital work has been done. There are, there are millions of cases, millions actually. Can you ever, ever think I'd see the day when there be millions of, of cases? Of, of people waiting for procedures, and 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 so we're not afraid to go to hospital. You see, because it's 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 to me there are fifty cases in the local in the regional hospital in anyway, yeah. fifty cases alone. They, they didn't see how many was in ICU. So like I mean, it is actually now. I think myself that there's that the people the the people have dropped their guard. The, and you know, there's a recklessness now in the community, I think. Now, we'll move slightly forward, and you have to produce a COVID cert to go into many places, or it is alleged, while at the same time, people who have, who have, the, who has got the COVID cert and had got the vaccine, two jabs, as it was said, they are spreaders themselves, even all the time. If they can get it, if they get it, it spreads. So they might have it, they mightn't have it. And then we have the other situation, which is probably more serious again, is up online and that you can buy forged vaccine certs. Yeah, well, I, uh, no, I, as you know, I spent all the weekend in Castle Island. Uh, Saturday, Sunday and Monday, half nine, Monday night. And I would have to say that everywhere we went into you had to produce your cert. And if that had any doubt, they'd ask you for your, for your identification, which was your driving license or your PPS card or anything like that. And I didn't see one person, I was in a good show place, I didn't see one person out of line. Even when people went in and we was going to play music in three different places on the round of the weekend. And the, I suppose the most uplifting thing there was there was that people sat down and said, look, isn't it great to get out? 
we've been so we've been so long. I think one very prominent boxer from Kilcommon now living in Dublin. He passed a remark to me. He said, "We're doing the same." He said, "It would be banning cabs in the month of March." He said, "We're after being locked up for the last eighteen months." But having said that, there was nobody stepping out of line or doing anything like that. And anywhere he went in, if there was any doubt, into Browns or double out the door with the the, the same it happens in all different places. That the photographed your son. Now we have a question. You that you. The man that had died of a heart attack that you were discussing about, and his wife got a search say died of COVID. How did they come to that finding? Did they do a postmortem? And that's from Bill O'Sullivan in Knocknagashan. So, Bill, I hope you're well wrapped up and have in the hills of Knocknagashan a beautiful place indeed on a wild, wet night. Well, you need. You, not alone, not alone, you do Rise up, Knocknagashan, and take your. Oh, take your place in the nation to the earth. Yeah. Well, at the very, very start of this, a woman from Abbeyfield. Died. And do you remember that time that she put the names up on the television the evening before the news? A few, a few names. A few names up. Names. This woman's particular Sanctums, name. This yeah. woman's particular name went up. She was listed as, as COVID-related, and uh, her husband went and checked it and told him. He said, "This is totally wrong." The woman had she had actually she had bone cancer, and she was going into a physio in Abbeyfield. And I know a woman just going into him at the moment. And he said, "Look, that woman never." There was nothing wrong with her. She had bone cancer, he said, for all her life. She never had any illness whatsoever. Maybe she got it out to put into the hospital. Th- quite possible. That's not quite possible. I, I would actually, I would be very sceptical about, about, you know, reports like that myself because I think that a, a, a death search and the code of it is a very, very important document. And it has to be signed, I think, by a, by a doctor. I don't think any nurse or any, any sister or one sister or like that can, can complete that. And, and there is a serious responsibility going with it because, I mean, for records and for history and for everything like that. So I, 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 I'd be, I, I wouldn't be questioning fears. I'd be, what I'd be doing is that... Uh, can anything be done? What can we do about these fears? You know, rather than being kind of maybe causing a bit of a dispute about like you can, when you're dead, you're dead, really. You can look at you can look at the other, you can look at the other side of that from the family that held left behind. If the if the thing comes up and she's put up and she's put up and then oh, I'm not I'm not feel he challenged it because he said my my wife thought it was up on television. He yeah. said associated with it, she never had it. But that's, that to me like it would be shocking. If, it's quite shocking if, 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 if it was if, if it was genuine like and and uh, and that set was signed incorrectly sure. like because that would be nearly yeah, now a, an offence. Like we haven't been at all or it hasn't been explained. How do they test, test for COVID after the person dying? Is it a routine? Is well, it I mean, how is it done? I mean, do they, they haven't told us this. I mean, it's, it's just a, a blank statement there. Do we take it at face value or do we query it? I mean, if, if it was that accurate, they should be able to say yes. And nobody has asked that question. How, how is a person tested for COVID after dying? I would love to know that question. Well, that to that be a seriously medical question and to be uh, uh, to be due to coronary, like there's another comment here. Hi, I'll slightly to open up, but will there ever been into it? I think we will have to live and die with it. The fact that the vaccines are loose, losing their effectiveness after six months is very alarming. That's for our good friend Christy Kelly. 
And of course, that's why people, I know quite a few people, didn't get the vaccine at all. And with the vaccine losing its effectiveness after six months, we're nearly back to stage one, those who didn't take and those who did. I, so I, I say just on that point, there was a news report this evening concerning a girl, I, I didn't get it all, uh, that, that was awarded a million euros uh, in, a, in a settlement, and it, it had to do with uh, a vaccine that was given, I think it was for uh, swine fever. Mm. Now, I haven't got all the details. Yeah. So you can see why uh, there are side effects to all vaccines, uh, apart from this. Even, we said the HPV, the cervical cancer one, uh, some yeah. people like, didn't take it, some women didn't take it. They had reservations. So we must respect people's, uh, you know, doubts and, you know, uh, uh, and people that would be, maybe have for some reason, uh, maybe uh, well, had a bad experience. Uh, yeah, well, uh, there are also people with, with medical conditions there is, uh, they can't take the vaccine, you know, I mean, we, we, and they're really isolated and out in the limb mm -hmm. and maybe being kind of blackened as well, which I yeah, think yeah. is very wrong, you know. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think to be organising campaigns, you know, like and being trying groups that are, that are really and fully what you call, I mean, anti-vaccine, you know, I mean, that that's to me is it wrong, you know, and, and shouldn't be allowed, you know, I mean, shouldn't be, I mean, that people could be, that people like are organising groups and organising protests and things like that. But that's I, a different issue, Tom. Yeah, it is, but it's happening, you see, in Kiran, unfortunately, like, it's happening as well, you see, and um, I mean, but uh, I, I would also, and I, I, I've yet to hear any debate on the, the medical conditions and I am personally aware of, of a good friend of mine uh, that has a medical condition that can't take mm -hmm. it, you know. Therefore, how can, what's he going to do? He, mm -hmm. I mean, he, he has no, he has no cert. Can he go into a bar? Can he go into a restaurant? You know, he can't. And, and, and as Mike said, it was good to hear that that that, 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 that weekend in Castle Island, which was a wonderful weekend of music, was, was so well run because a lot of places weren't so well ran like in the when this when we started to open up and but I think now they have to have kind of clamped down on that and they have really said like look if we close you down what and people might be confused into what time is uh, if you're if you're going to a local bar they know you they mm. know that you've got this uh, no, vaccination. They're not going to look for a cert every time. And people didn't throw this comment, oh, uh, I walked into this bar and walked into that bar, or there is reports and all of all this. I mean, the publicans, by and large, have done mm. their not said that. But they're not going to ask you every night to show your cert. They'll write down your name, even if you don't write it down yourself. Yeah, but that's kind of an exception, yeah. though, in the, I mean, in Kiran, because they know you, it's local. Yeah. But I'm saying, in the bigger pubs, the, the, in the big pubs and the, what you call the sports pubs and things like yeah. that, they yeah. don't know you, like, they know yeah. who you are, care who you are. Now, Tom, I got a message in there, my wife has given out about you. She oh, said, you. she said, um, is your sound all right? I have to know what Tom Ryan is saying. Now she's in the second message in, so I think we'll bring her in here as a producer, maybe. She said, it is much better now. Thank you very much. So that. we did move Tom Ryan's <laughs> microphone back that little bit, and we did a bit of movement around. So thank yeah. you very much. I say thanks to my wife, Tom, for yes. keeping the check on the quality and standards. I suppose she was probably looking to his foot in the other room. She coming out loud and clear there. To, she didn't want to, to <laughs> do any, any injustice to the quality you of your country. Thank you, Mary. Thank you very much. <laughs> now, looking at the end of...
independent here beside me. Uh, I suppose it always happens, and it's terrible things that happen. Jane 14, who killed pet dog by kicking it so hard it went over its owner's head. A teenager who killed a dog by kicking it so hard it was propelled over the head of its owner has been jailed for six months, and he, he was in Dublin. He had already been uh, serving two years in jail for for uh, final six months suspended for an offence of violence, which was violence previous convictions as well. What isn't it terrible? Now, we've seen those things over the years, Carol. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. I'm not uh, no. alarmed. Well, I'm alarmed by it, but uh, this is typical of of the new society now, the, 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 the new way of, or the modern way of... Uh, Looking at video games, uh, people don't know the actual reality from like you this what virtual and all this type of thing. A lot of people out there now and they have no clue or no idea of between right and, and wrong. Uh, and like even we see this thing that apparently the, half the country are uh, say hooked on this uh, squid game. No, I I know nothing about it, but apparently it's, it's, it has become very popular where there's this game I think uh, where uh, when you're like when you lose your place in it, you're taken out and you're shot. And now they're copying this in schoolyards. So kicking a dog in the head or hanging them up or skinning them, you know, these people have no feelings. You know, that's it. They have no emotions. No. And they've been bred that way positively. <coughs> Between watching video games, TV, etc., I'm not one bit surprised. I, I uh, maybe because of my age, I think that those video games and... Uh, mobile phones and all those kind of things that they're watching, I think as Corral is after saying, they really don't know right from wrong at this stage. Oh, exactly. That oh, that that's is very damaging. That's a shocking uh, situation there and we have it's one area that we've covered a, a good few, you know, and it's a very, it, it's an area that I'd be very, have a great interest in, you know. And, uh, and I'd be looking at the cause of this, you know. Why have people got so violent, younger people? Is it drugs? Is it, is it, is it what, what Kieran said, the actual video games? But that was there really as well before any video games are these, are these you know, these, these, these modern communication systems and me came on board. You had, you had that naked violence against animals, your salvation of horses, of donkeys, of cattle, you know, sheep and farm animals and the whole lot. And I think it's a, it's a societal thing. It's, it's something that we've got, to, it, we've got to look at in a realistic way and go back to basics. And I've said this on the programme several times. And it's not that I said it or anything, but I think we, our, our education system and our is wrong, it has to be changed in that regard, that we've got to get into these young people's heads that, you know, the way of life and, you know, because if you're that way towards an animal and if you have that kind of violence embedded mm-hmm. in you, you're going to continue that onto human beings and to maybe an elderly person or maybe a person that's not so elderly. And then it goes into drugs, it goes into experimentation of all sorts of chemicals. And we saw last week where we had one of our prominent players saying that cocaine was, was rampant now. But, I mean, all these issues, like, are, you know, are the cause of what this violence and we've got to get you know we're listening to it every day groups of young people I mean attacking elderly people going about going to their houses and not on the street 
But I don't see anything being really done about it rather than bring them into court and like and sentence them, which I have no problem with. But we have to get to the root of it. We're not solving any problem. These people are they're not they didn't come, they didn't appear in there, they have parents and they have to accept responsibility as well for this behaviour. You know, I mean it's society but unfortunately it doesn't appear to be an issue. But I think it's a most important issue and it pinpoints the actual, when you say, I mean, that, what you're after saying there now, Patty, upsets me, really and truly. Because I have animals of all sorts and creed and colour, if, if we could apply that to animals. And I often think of, you know, and I would, that young students should be brought out and in, onto farms, onto showing all these pets and showing all these animals and how to treat them. And I think that would, that would, st- to be stopped anyway. Now it's up against 10 o'clock and you're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, your local community radio station broadcasting from Newcastle West live on this Wednesday night until 11 o'clock. And this programme is repeated tomorrow from half past 11 to 1 o'clock. So if you want to call in or text in or WhatsApp, feel free to do so. Any comment or any question you want to ask the panel. And the telephone number is 69 That is 69 or 087-166-9800. And we have a message there from Martin Clare. He wants to, us to discuss the holding match from Lassunda. So we'll cover that in the latter half of the programme within the next hour. So we'll go now to Ned break and we'll be back to you shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 27th of October 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Mike Barrett and Carol McCutton, as this is the podcast of County Views. The phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors. TOD.ie Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, your local community radio station broadcasting from Newcastle West in County Limerick. My name is Pat O'Donovan, and the panel tonight is Tom Ryan, Mike Barrett, Coral McCourton, and Jason Smith is on the desk. So if you can pop in your messages there, and we will deal with those as we move along. Martin from West Clare wanted to a little bit of a discussion on the Limerick Senior Holding Final and Martin from West Clare I was a bit shocked I thought myself uh, when I read the results in the Clare football relegation playoff where Kilrush were beaten by a lesser known parish shall I say by a very very large score in the relegation for a large town like Kilrush it is said that there have been the football standards seem to be on, on a, a downward trend. We'll say no more about that. Uh, county final, Tom. 
holding. Well, some dirty strokes thrown. You'll be familiar with him anywhere, Tom. You'll have no difficulty identifying those. I'd ask you to withdraw that remark, please. Yes, you'd have no problem identifying those, I said. Look, it was a big turn up, like, for Paris, well, Rodan Fairworth, two to five in Bitten Palaces. Kimelik showed up, Paris well didn't, and uh, Kimelik, I mean, were worthy winners, played well. It was, uh, was um, okay, the game was poor enough, you know, it, it, I mean, to be honest about it, like I've been holding, as it's developing, you know, it's not, it's not the, the old game, as he was called, the new game, and uh, Sunday, I mean, Kimelik were just inspired for a team that were very lucky to be there at all, mm-hmm. Billy Brown. Should have beaten him, and so it's and so liberties also had him, beat. had him beaten as well, and so <laughs> they survived all those cases. But they turned up, mm-hmm. and I must say that um, that you know that on the day, which is what counts, and I know that better than anybody else today. The final, you have to have all your big guns. I mean, firing Paris well, big guns didn't fire, mm-hmm. and uh, that was a huge, a huge like void in the team in the Parisville team and uh, like I even thought that they might even rally and make a, make a game but even by eight points to the very severe beating and you have to look at it again as Tony Constein his record with Kimelic is absolutely brilliant and Constein is like he seated his warners and now he was one of Lutland's lieutenants and uh, no doubt about it he'd done a very good job in Kimelic with a, with a small backroom team and uh, they were very, very worthy champions and some produced some very promising young hurlers who will be there for Limerick again. Mm-hmm. At least we will have to go back to the drawing board. Maybe a bit of overconfidence could have helped, could have maybe come into it. But as, as, it, as I'm on the subject, I'd just like to thank the actual board itself, the county board, for their generosity and for their, uh, with the team, the 96th team, and also the the relatives of the, the 1921 mm-hmm. All-Ireland winning team. It was a wonderful gesture. We, got, we had a great day, nothing left out. And I would say well done to Siobhan Scanlon, who was ill and couldn't be there, but had organised it, and Mike Reardon and John Craig. An absolutely brilliant job. Thanks very much. I really enjoyed the day. And everybody of the, of the team, 96th team, nearly all the team were there. And uh, they really appreciated it as well, and I hope they'll continue the the actual that event in future as well. Yeah, and I suppose uh, <coughs> just looking at the observer there, I think going back to the to the the team of, of uh, 1921, uh, lovely photograph in the paper, the the, the observer this evening of. Uh, Conor Hawk in Morning Gave, which would be, I suppose, a great great grandson of the late Willie Hawk, who captained the Limerick team on that particular day. And he's there's a uh, he's he's great, he's a gravestone in Morning Gave, is is a is a very well very well done up now and, and uh, paid a tribute him there in 2018 because he was in he he would be there the hundred years again prior to that. But uh, John Hawk's young fellow, Conor Hawk, with John Kelly. Uh, in the paper this evening, and it is uh, actually very nice that he was. I suppose he was probably maybe one of the youngest you could say they win back that had the, the link back to the hundred years, you know. Yeah, well, they were great, they, they were great, like I mean, uh, relatives, you know, yeah. and representatives, yeah, of, yeah. Like, of you know, because like in particular, in particular, like it, it was great to see him in the Neville's representative, you know, 
Yeah, but I like, I suppose, I suppose when you look at the time when you mentioned it that while ago, I suppose the Limerick County Board, they probably have come a long way since John Cregan has come in as chairman. You know, we'll say you had seven or eight years ago, you would have called him in the paper every week from different writers, this was wrong, that was wrong. Yeah. That also needs to be gone now. You know, and things just seem to have, like, that they were able to get... When they loved it, they were able to go back and get the, get representatives from a hundred oh, years ago. Brilliant, you know. Well, like, well, even to think with, well, of course, I mean, like, I mean, Paul Foley, also like has yeah. played a big part in this, and Paul, yeah. like, has you know had done wonderful work uh, on behalf of the county board, no particularly yeah. in, in in the redoing of the Gaelic grounds and all that. Yeah. And that nobody would had had more to do with the county board than myself. Yeah. And there is, I know no, that, there yeah. is no comparison now. No, with the, you know, the moving forward, and hence. Hence the actual results are on the field as well, you know, and uh, we have, you know, we have only to maintain that, and I hope that, that the clubs now will keep keep up the pressure. And, and maybe we might have a bit more traditional hold on. Tom, might be yeah, just Tom, going back to the game, just Tom. going back to the game itself. Uh, all I would say is that you know, I, I I saw it on the TV. I went at the match. I thought it was a very good match, though. I thought it was a, a brilliant match. I thought the standard was very high. But the one thing that I that stood up for me was there was a freshness about the Kilmarnock team that that uh, well didn't have. They seemed to be fitter and keener. And it, the task struck me. You now, Graham um, Mulcahy had a great game. Now he didn't play many matches this year due to injury. Actually, he didn't play. I think the first couple of rounds, even for uh, Kilmarnock. He didn't know. He, and he, he I, I thought. Not uh, mentioning any, any names, some of the the leading lights of uh, Partiswell, they're probably a bit tired after you know, all their matches this year playing you know, with the county, and they he promises, you know, uh, there was a reflection there. I thought that uh, here you are, like Kilmarnock, uh, a lot of them would be nearly, I think one or two are on the panel, like um, Costello, Robert Tanley, and a few more, uh, but probably didn't play as many games. They seem to be more more up for it. Yeah. As part as well, were probably depending on probably Shane Lynch and uh, and Delan. And I I thought they looked a bit tired. And uh, I've seen other games uh, during the course of the summer, and probably some of the county players between all that training and everything, they're probably you know just yeah. And I suppose the other the other thing that needs to be said as far as about we said for the whole championship was the standard of sportsmanship. In, probably in every game like I, I don't think I don't know maybe there might be one I'd say you could count on one hand yeah. the number of of any of the players but said they were on the county panel they got a yellow card during the championship now we'll move along that that was great we'll, we'll move along and listening to the sports results on uh, national radio this morning I, the, the ladies soccer Irish soccer team had a very important valuable win in soccer what I found interesting and listened to sports results this morning it was all about English soccer matches and it's what we heard for the main three or four items in those and then the ladies soccer so it's amazing how the people of Ireland are so brainwashed and so carried away with English soccer now Gardaí uh, find nothing of eventual value in search of missing women Gardaí searched the wood and in County Kildare for Dear Jake of disappearance, dear Georgia Dollar. So to make a long story short, nothing is found, they've moved on. Very disappointing for the families who had their hopes raised. Yes, of course, it, it was really in Florida. I said the information was false, really, you know. And, uh, you know, this is, it appears to be like, um, you know, they know actually, I think they know who, who, 
what uh, who was the perpetrator of these these, these murders and these kidnappings, and uh, they, they have to act on, on information coming from that source, and this was false information. You know, it's very disappointing for the Guardian number one because I mean, there's no about it that it, it proves that they're not turning a turning a blind eye to information, and that you know, and there's certainly no blame attached to them high up or holy in this instance, like, and it's also very disappointing for the red for the representatives and the relative rather of the of the deceased. You know, it's a, it's a shocking scenario that's, that turns up and their hopes are raised. But first of all, their memories are, are all brought back. The, the event and the, tra- the trauma that's attached to the loss of these, these girls and women. You know, I mean, and it's very, very upsetting. And even the public, you know, that people would, would really are genuinely affected by the disappearance and the murders of these of these women. And it's something that, that really haunts a lot of people and haunts us as a nation, you know, that, that we that we can't that we can't come to grips with it. But the Gardia, I think, are not are totally without blame here, you know, because they were acting on serious information that they got from a source that interest from within the prison. This came from from within a associate of the main of the main suspect, suspect mm-hmm. the world, yeah. You know, so I mean, again, it's disappointing for everybody, and a huge cost involved well, to the state. Yeah, yeah, it has to be, of course, because actually, that that dear to Jacob, the last person she was seen was in Moon in County Kildare. Oh, that was George Dollar. George Dollar, yeah. But like, as like having the the, I suppose the hopes of the of the the, the relatives and the the. All people left after her, like, and then to come to Northern, it must be very, very disappointing for them to, to that. But I suppose you're right to say, Tom, when they get, when the guys get the information, they have to act on it, and if they don't act on it and something turns up after, they're going to get blamed anyway. Now, some of the things that they, that they'd be, that they're going to investigate, and like, you would have to wonder what was the point in it, even, I mean, some of them, not, not that, that particular one, because they got the information, but like, the information they seem to have got, Seem to, to, to haven't read about it in the paper before they started that dig. You would think that, that the information was very very sound, because the information came from from an inmate of the chief suspect in it that he admitted doing it. And like, I suppose at the end of the day, they seem to be linking all them cases up there to the very same person the whole time. So obviously somebody must know, must know something along the line. And I suppose like everything else, there's people that know a lot of things and keep them out short. Under the course, um, but I said well, the, the location also, although it had been checked before, but the location I think was kind of uh, in itself was some place that that could have to, that could be right, you know. So I mean, yeah. it was yeah. just unfortunate from you know unfortunate mm-hmm. that they weren't dealt that they didn't get the results that they were looking for. Yeah, as you said, very disappointing and very distressing for for the families involved. Uh, but as I say, uh, like you clutch at any straw, like at this stage. Uh, uh, people like to see closure and unfortunately in these cases uh, that hasn't occurred and uh, you'll be hoping maybe someday somebody on their deathbed or something like that would own up or you know that's uh, a bit far-fetched uh, I think I believe that uh, yeah the only, the only thing that there haven't been too many cases in recent years uh, thanks be to God you know uh, yeah. Like simply like a spectrum back there in, in the mid nineties. It was a time like when there was no mobile phones. Uh, people did a lot of hitching. I know I know Deirdre Jacob. She was nearly at her front gate. 
But uh, uh, that led itself to these predators to, you know, you know uh, see, the, see the opportunity. And, oh, uh, shocking. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, <coughs> so, I mean, you have to be careful all the time, but no matter how careful you are, uh, you know, there's... Like, I mean, um, we're not the only country either, Tom. I mean, it happens in all over the world. You have people of this mental health yeah, that will you know, seek out uh, vulnerable you're, people. You're the one in England uh, if you want to go uh, have a, a policeman with yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. There was a yeah. lot of them, of course, in that period of time. They were in Tullamore, they were in Wexford. And yeah, but they were, all in that, they were all in that area, weren't they? Around Linster, yeah, they were all there. Well, the ones in Tullamore and Wexford, I think, they are, you know, they, they very well. It's something to do with that other man. That, they wouldn't be linked to the uh, ones in the, in the 60s. Yeah, I think they know, they know quite well that mm. that, that was um, mm. like, who the, like who the people. But for a small country, is there enough being done? It's very sad that people go missing like that and a lot of them haven't found. Whereas really in England, I think most of them, a lot of them have been missing and a lot of them have been found, you know. Yeah, they can. Yeah, well, that's a fact. It's well, Pat, you know, they, they usually come up with a... a, a, a fairly there, fast, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but, you know, the, these were, this was a, 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 a low trust in that area, like, and it's probably the one person. They know, like, I mean, who the perpetrator was, because the, the cases are very similar. And, you know, I, I mean, and there's a shot with another woman, like, when he tried to hand the guy to the theatre, like, that's like that's one time that you referred to, the, 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 the one that uh, she was kidnapped, kidnapped yes, from, right, from yeah. a shopping centre. Yes, right, yeah. I, I, I thought the penalty for kidnapping was very, very high, and rape was equally high, and digging a hole... I don't know, is there any penalty for digging a hole to put somebody into it? But the, the other two, the kidnapping, and, and he got 10 years and he's gone away after eight or something like that. No, he got 15 and he was out after 10. Yeah. Mm. It seems a very, you know, if, if, if the main suspect, but regardless for, for what he did, it would seem to be, Corral, a, a very light sentence. Kidnapping is uh, mm-hmm. supposed to be a very high sentence in its own. Yeah, well, they say it's, it, 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 the same way it is, is attached to it as, as murder, like. Mm. And, uh, you know, the, the sentencing, like, definitely, like, needs to be looked at. And I think it has been it has been adjusted now as well. But, you see, it is the actual length of time itself. It, it's a mm-hmm. That's the problem. That's where the argument lies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they are sentenced, like the, the judges. I mean, you know, and now they have they have upped. That's only a, a recent... Mm-hmm. Recent lot of change yeah. in that, and they were they were all up to in time. But the th- the thing about it is, we've had a lot of murders and domestic murders, you know, as well with people domestic issues, and it's a shocking crime anyway, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you wonder, oh, God Almighty, what kind of mentality people. Yes, yeah, so we had it here. We had it here. We had it half mile away from here, not or ten ten years ago. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's a, you like, it's you know. like you can't preempt a lot of these. You yeah. can't. Yeah, you can't preempt. And the point of all is that. Come on, Ramp for now. That is, it has become the violence that you see has become, you know. So that's coming back to what we were talking about previously. So we'll go to an ad break, folks, and we'll be back to you shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD. Dot 
You are listening to the podcast of County Views. It's broadcast on Westlinwick 102 FM on the 27th of October 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Mike Barrett and Carol McCatorn as this is the podcast of County Views. The phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners, and reading... We were talking about the county final and the matches and the standards, and we have that city Irish Independent anyway are reporting on the matches again. Mike, yeah, had, had dropped the county results there. For yeah, it was, I, I think the last night we were in here, I was in here on the GSO, we you just made the point that the week before all we had was the Bear Munster counties, that was all we had, we had nothing else, and uh, then. The last week I was in here, the Independent had uh, covered every county from Fermanagh down to Salisbury and all over the place. And uh, you'd, uh, you'd wonder what was the change of heart all of a sudden yeah. because we were dependent on the, the Irish examiner to give us now, the details. Another item, now that I have my glasses back, I can see another item which I found interesting, shall I say. I've got to be careful the words I use sometimes. Man admits to one million pension fraud after claiming dead parents' cash for 33 years. Yeah. And that's not the first time this crops up from time to time. A man has admitted a one million social welfare fraud conducted over 33 years after claiming pension payments for his deceased parents. Donald Callaghan from 58 of Churchfield Green County Cork appeared before the Cork Circus Criminal Court pleaded guilty to a total of 73 charges. O'Callaghan will be sentenced next month. The Cork District Court was previously told us 68 of the counts involved theft. Five counts related to false documentation submitted to the Fraudland Claims Department. The District Court was told that 73 charges related to dates over a period of 33 years. George Helen Bile granted an application by Sinead Behan for the free legal aid certificate to be extended to allow for a senior counsel to be retained. Free legal aid after he pulling off one million. Uh, Miss Behan said this was necessary given the extensive number of charges and the large amount involved. She said the total amount exceeded 500,000. Jane Highland BL for the state said that in fact the amount involved in the various charges was almost one million. Judge Bile extended a free legal aid certificate. It's a significant number of charges and a substantial amount of money. She said O'Callaghan will be sentenced at the end of the current circuit court session. The court was previously told by Gardner McNeagle, who is assigned to the Department of Social Protection, that the charges followed an investigation large into pension claims in the names of the defendant's father and mother. Claims were made when both were deceased. I suppose I've given you enough there, folks, listeners and panel. 33 years, so... It's a mighty long time. <laughs> a, mi- a mighty long it's time. A mighty long time. I don't know what uh, checks are in place uh, to prevent this uh, kind of... Uh, I'll tell you one thing, whatever about your man being up in court, surely somebody else should have been up in court 
that they couldn't see through Lack this. Of chicken. No, and this, this apparently happened in a kind of a rural area. No, normally in rural areas, you know, uh, I don't know what he was doing. I'm not sure if it is rural or not. Uh, I, it might be Cork City, I thought. But, I thought yeah. it said um, Caroline. No, you didn't. No, I did not. I did uh, not. No, no, no. Very difficult to, to understand or to see how it could continue like, for so long. You might get away with I said it was in Churchfield Green, County Cork. So it says County Cork. Yeah, well, yeah. well, Churchfield is in, is in Cross City, you know. It was an amazing feat to be able to do it, and uh, that he was able to hoodwink uh, the powers that be for that long. Um, it, it's, it's very hard to believe. Now, maybe in the other days there was no computer system, but like, you know, were their deaths ever recorded? Uh, was he claiming, was he taking, or getting the pensions on their behalf all this time? Plus the fact, if, if it was for doctors, you know, unless they died very young, like some of these people must have been well into their hundreds. Well, they had a pension anyway. They, had, they, had, they had a pension age anyway. Whatever. You did mention Churchfield there because yeah. just for the information of the listeners, there is a, a, a social welfare big office in that particular area because I used to write to him lately, lately as he property tax and that's where it goes to. Churchfield. Churchfield, so he, he was probably living or hanging outside the Living next like, door to Alice. But like, you would question, what would the, what would the, 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 the Department of Social Protection, what were they doing in that little time? I mean, the man here, as I met Tom Ryan, he's very familiar with dealing with cattle and calves. Tom Ryan has an animal that wasn't tagged. That wouldn't be long finding out that he had him. Well, well as you mentioned that, Mike, I had an animal returning from Kimara Matt without her. He had his BVD take was not correct on last Monday. And today I got a text from the headquarters telling me that I was on my animals were on BVD and I was, I was, um, I had a kind of a status now of, mm. you know, I did that. BVD clear and I and there was a, 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 some so it, they're not all right all the time either but unfortunately like to the de, to the decided the department that counts mm-hmm. but I think you know that's a bit of a joke like you know and, and you wonder how often is it happening now with regards it did this type of a, of a fraud that we've had hundreds of cases of that down the years but the one thing that annoys me about this is the free legal aid aspect of it, and a barrister, if I mind, appointed mm. to defend him. You know, mm. I mean, could you, in all your bottom days, that the FB court has to be brought in, the proof is there, good luck, and whatever sentence had to be passed, but this drawn mm. out, this, you know, I mean, whole legal legal system that, that are there yeah, benefiting from, from people like that. So he should have no legal aid. In all fairness, he probably has it all spent anyway. Yeah, so well, let him have it spent then, but I mean, it's a lot of money to spend like. Gambling addiction is the one that's on it. Gambling addiction, yeah. Well, so look, I mean, that addiction there was. Wouldn't you think, we've said this several times here before, there's nobody held responsible. There's no one asking well, why wouldn't why wouldn't this man's PPS number checked out and what was yes. when he's been paid out. I mean, as you rightly said, so there, either uh, either his parents were well into their hundreds or they died when they were very young. <laughs> it would be kind of strange that over the thirty-three year period that the actual pensioners themselves never appeared. Yeah. 
Oh, it would be, yeah. Exactly. You'd imagine that's yeah. on up somewhere. Yeah, but the whole thing is bothering and ridiculous, like, yeah, as well, you know. Exactly. And it shows the system, it shows the how lax it, like, you know. And with, we're taught now with all these computers and what they, what they can come up with, you know. And still now there's people looking for it, that people have been looking for for that entirely. Yeah, yeah, they can get it. <laughs> At the same time, in the middle of all this, like. It's interesting to know, was it actually, it's a direct debit, or did you have to go to the post office? This, this direct debit is, is open to abuse. Could be, you're right. Yeah. Direct debit because if you had to go to your local post office, yeah. like uh, in Churchfield or any part of the city, the local post, uh, post master or postmaster would have a fair idea whether like, the parents were alive or not. Yeah. Would. If we're living in the area, people will know. But why have a big court case about this and a big. And, and a big Free legal aid. We've been discussing the free legal aid situation here all the time. Actually, they're the people that are robbing more than anybody else. They're doing it. It will probably add another 200,000 onto the last state. Of course, yeah. But this is quite common. We've had it before and we've had cases of people getting money and benefits and all sorts of things. It doesn't seem to be a link up at all. Not linking it. Well, sure. I mean, uh, you have the civil service, you have government departments, you have all these uh, tech uh, experts. Well, if they can't solve it, and if, it, if people can say, you know, look, sure, going back about 10 years ago, sure, even during the COVID, there's been cases where, where those people claiming uh, seven or eight uh, uh, pub payments or PUP payments. Yeah, that's right. And they're sure. ready to get away. Oh, you're right, yeah. Oh, no, that's right. right. Yeah. yeah. The, whole, the, whole, the whole system is totally. Yeah. It's totally all corrupt. But still, you see, but it is, but the but genuine case, you see, it's the one they're losing out, like, and they're being put through the ropes, like, right? put through the, you know. Because all, all the genuine cases don't really know what to do to get to that. They don't. 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 There's every chance we'll get away with it because it's already put into a computer at whatever day of the month that comes up and it's paid out and there's no one checking your yeah, but, number. But you would actually think that the the auditors like within the department like and uh, you know would be would be looking at these you know at these cases all the time you know I mean because and because I mean the revenue will add it you you know I mean they'll have been at it like yeah. at a drop of a hat you know. I mean, and I can't understand I mean, why, the, the, why the department themselves, as it has been, why the acknowledge here tonight, why they can be, I mean, so free, it can be so willy-nilly, like, you know, that, that these amount of money are... That's, that's boring, and, and a joke, like, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I mean, the question should be asked, like, what, what are the checks and, and, and balances yes, there yeah. to prevent this? Yeah. Yeah, are they there at all, or, uh, or is it possible, no matter yeah. if you had all the checks and balances... When we had the case of this, the, the, the uh, people couldn't come back during was a volcano that lifted up or something some years ago and they were drawn benefits. And right. oh, that, that was the one up in, up the, in Iceland. 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 But if, if, if the truth was known, sure, like, I mean, the amount of money that was taken out of the country, like, I mean, by de- in debt, defraudedly, like, as a guy, people overseas, like, yeah. you know, I mean, it's and paid out, like, without any. That uh, hundreds of millions gone, like. I've seen you know? I've read cases there where there was a fellow flying into Dublin once a month that come in yeah. in the morning, 
Diesel is very, very expensive, and so is petrol. Even though the price from the the oil companies coming in in raw is still the same as it was literally ten years ago, it's all the taxes. Who dr- Are you sure of that, Pat? Yes, I think you know, the price per barrel has gone up um, steadily in recent times. Now I, not, I don't know how that relates to the to the yeah. price at the pumps. Uh, because they're saying all energy costs are going, are going up, the gas, uh, petroleum, etc. It, it is, so it is I, going up, yeah. That's I true. think there was a breakdown given on some program, you know, that uh, something like uh, 55% of the cost of petrol or diesel uh, is is government taxes, being exercised, fat, whatever, etc. And the rest is for the, the companies <coughs> delivering it, the producers, and the petrol pumps. Yeah. So, uh, again, uh, the, the government, the I government, the facts and figures, all yeah, like the government have the biggest check, and Richard yeah. O'Donnell, who explained it, to see, explained it on the dog. Was that, yeah? But the price of the oil yesterday, funny enough, to answer, is $83 a barrel. Yeah, I see it last night in the news. Yes. Yeah, the oil has gone to $83 a it barrel. It has gone up, it has gone up. It, that. it, it had been it higher than that up. in the past. And, and a, a, yeah. a, a, a shopkeeper told me the other day that he reckons the diesel will go to two euro a litre before Christmas. So yeah, well, I think it's that in Germany at the moment, you know, yeah, even too. But you see, uh, uh, there was a, a very, there was a big drop in the, in the, in, in the usage during the COVID across the world. And you see, on the oil producing, co- I mean, countries now, the Arabs, like, are, are trying to make up for that yeah, ground, let's say, you know, make up yeah. for, the, for the revenues. I mean, they actually, they were, they were way down in their production, mm-hmm. and they had production levels even dropped. Now they're opening up again, and the, and all the all the, the 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 users now are back using it again, and in particularly the, the gas. This is the, where we're going to be really hit, is in our energy mm-hmm. supplies with exactly. with the Russian control of that area, you mm-hmm. know, 
and uh, you see that that's going to be a big problem now as well you know mm-hmm. especially for likes of DSP and uh, people that are, are producing electricity mm-hmm. like I mean for the winter we're told there's going to be short there's going to be uh, cutbacks and blackouts and things you know but the prices I mean you can depend on Russia like in Russia is squeezing now like really and, and they may out even that Germany now have a private deal doing with the Russians mm. I mean for the gas you know yeah. and uh, that's not that's not right either because I think in the European Union there should be definitely like a, a common price anyway mm-hmm. you, you know across you know and as I'd like to know what the actual breakdown of it was that they got the tax and what the people that are you know the, the, the people that have all the costs really are the people at the pumps mm-hmm. you know they have to account for you know I mean it's a big it's a huge like it's a huge uh, area like of costs mm. for, and I don't think they have a whole lot of profit out of it. I think the shopkeepers yeah. have very little. I think, you yeah. know, I, I, I tend to be correct in this. I think what Richard, I don't know, the night he gave it a seat and he gave it. I know, as Cyril Radley said there, the government to take takes, is it 57 or 59% or, or of every or yeah. every litre? But that's, a, that's really Irish, a bit Irish, isn't it really? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, think, the, I think what know. he said was that the shopkeeper gets 3% of the, of the litre, that's what they have, yeah. and the government have 59 Yeah, that's, a, that's really and very I think there's, yeah. there's another 30 something then, yeah. well, the other way, but the, 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 the fellow opening his pumps in the morning yeah. or and night. Another side to this is it's going to hit rural people more than city people. Oh, well, of course, we, yeah. Like we are all dependent. You yeah, come yeah. Uh, 20 or 25 miles and no. Myself, well, you have days. to use the car, sir. You know, you have to use the car. Yeah, no, yeah. You couldn't walk here. Yeah. So, but like we are dependent on the car, and it's yeah. going to it's going to create inflation as well. Because the cost of everything is going to go up, and you can see that already. Even even food items, uh, even stable uh, stable food items, uh, the you know, the price of bread has gone up, the price of milk has gone up in shops, yes. and you know it's going to make uh, people's whatever whatever they got in 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 the budget. That has already been wiped out. But well, even you can apply that as well to all the building materials and yeah, all the building materials. You know, yeah. It can create steel and, and, and that, you know, and timber. Yeah. And the, the fact is, you see, that really and truly is it justified? Are, 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 are these companies now saying, oh, this kind of programming you? Like, I, I remember about in March or maybe in February buying some stuff and they said, oh, in three months' time, you won't be able to get it. You know, yeah. they're frightening people as well. Oh, yeah. You know, it's into paying big money for it, you know. Now we go to an ad break, folks. It's just on 22. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948 Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors TOD.ie You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 27th of October 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Mike Barrett and Carol McCutton as this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.
Back, folks, and you're very welcome back. <coughs> and you're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM broadcasting from Newcastle West, your local community radio station. My name is Pat O'Donovan. On the panel is Tom Ryan, Mike Barrett, and Coral McCorton. We're here for another 15 minutes. We thank you for your many calls, and indeed, we had quite a number of them complimenting Tom. I think he's going to fashion by the looks of all the calls we got in it, commenting his dress. Tire last Sunday. Uh, David O'Reardon sends in uh, moved in me, Dave. Dave Reardon from Granada called Abolishing Legal Aid will disadvantage the small guy against the big state solicitors, etc. Now, the comment I think this was made earlier was by Tom and I said by everyone really the fact that this guy had it, it is alleged that he had taken over 500,000 over the past 30 years that one would have thought he might have enough left aside to cover his own legal fees. So that, that was a nice late comment in that particular say. But I don't think, Tom, you were saying that a small man should be deprived of proper legal representation, free legal aid. No, David, and, uh, I mean, David is one of our longest listeners, and uh, I acknowledge his point of view there, but I think the legal aid system has been turned into a bit of a joke. And, you know, when you have people like with, with like this situation there now, and, you know, we're listening to it, we're reading about it, hearing cases every day, hundreds of, hundreds of charges, and they're all on free legal aid. There's something radically wrong, you know what I mean? That's why, you, you know, if you can go into a court and you can get a list of... I mean, free to defend you, like, he, he, you know, it's okay. I mean, any person that can't afford it, like, and, can, and, they, and it's a genuine case, but how many of these cases are genuine, like, and should it be? I mean, the whole country is really up and down thinking of that legal aid system and the money it's costing, you know, and the amount of money that's, that's been paid out of it, and that's why I'd be totally against it anyway. But I would definitely see that there's, there is a need in, in certain cases, but not really nearly. Well, Tom was saying just on that point, uh, when, when the boys came over from the IMF after the crash, uh, their conclusion, one of their conclusions was they, they couldn't fathom out how the little boys were still uh, earning so much money and they, that it was, it was never uh, addressed in this country. And uh, here we are, 12 years on, and they're, they're above the law, they're beyond reproach. They're beyond reproach. And another thing about, about horses, people that have genuine reasons to go to the high court you might have it doesn't matter what the, you know, what the case is you cannot afford it yeah, if, if, I, I, if your I, rights have yes, been taken yeah, from you yeah. you cannot take a case to the high court because it would cost you a fortune yeah, and well, you know, I know that, Kieran, and, yeah. and, and, and I, like, and I understand it's this. a denial of basic uh, human rights and basic civil rights. And I agree with you, and, uh, and certainly, like, in, as you mentioned, uh, the IMF and the Asia Chopra, he said yes. that, like, it, it, that, but, I mean, when you look at the money that's been drawn by uh, by the barristers, the senior barristers, the junior barristers, and, and solicitors films out of the tribunals mm-hmm. that, that, had, that have taken place in this country, I sit in the region of billions now, not millions anymore. Billions. That's that's an absolute an absolute disgrace and a, and a crime against against society. And my impression, Tom, Tom, is that it cannot be changed. It cannot be challenged. No. 
and nobody has changed it in this or at any level. Nobody, because yeah. you see, there's a fear factor there, and you see that goes on to judiciary. And as you rightly said, Kieran, I mean, any man like is entitled to justice, and you know, but it has to be balanced as well. I mean, the High Court, as you say, is out of reach of. 90% of the population of, of ordinary people and that can't have justice served, you know what I mean, and can't seek it. The fact that you have to lay down money and a lot of the solicitor films and a lot of those, they demand money up front as well, you see. And this is something, you know, if, if regardless of, 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 of the case, hand out money up front and, and, and before you go to the high court, and that is definitely not right. Now, hi, panel. Tom, you were lucky that you got away with so light about your missing tag. And I had a situation where a bull calf had died, and two years later they wrote to me looking for details of the calf. Sire, all the best, John Egan. Yeah, well, I understand that, but I mean, as I said, it shows you what I was trying to explain. I mean, I wasn't complaining about it because, I mean, if he, if the, I wasn't aware that, 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 he, that this tag was missing or that this, uh, what you would call, I mean, that fault with the because he had his card. I, I had all the all the actual um, the the paraphernalia. Everything was there. I'm just going to call about saying that he, that he had the BBC tag, and then I got a text today saying that I'm fine. I, all my animals there are BBT. You know, and I thought Tommy couldn't take the animal to the mouth if he's missing his ear tag. Oh, he was missing no ear tag, but but uh, he, he seemingly whatever whatever account was in the in the department was in within his record. Okay. I wasn't aware of it. He had two tags. He had his full card. There was no blemish in any regard. In Nobody in test, oh yeah, you can take one of them test. And uh, you know, so I I I don't want to explain how detailed that that, that that the bovine system is and the department is, you know, with regards what they can trace and as Mike rightly said, you can be drawn I mean, thirty three years, I mean all the pension for your for your parents were dead, you know, and 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 that divorced and I had to have been collected and brought back from the market. As you mentioned as you mentioned the old age pension, I'm aware of the case and I'm sure I've said it some years back as well, where a man died in his 90s and when he got the pension it was non-contributory so he qualified on a means test basis and he drew it and then he didn't, he was like me Tom, he was a bit tight, he didn't drink or smoke so he put all his surplus into the bank and I think it was 20,000 was the point that when you went above that, you no longer qualified for the pension in, because you'd be means tested, you were above the limit. So he ran up and he, he lived for another 30 years, literally, and he, he went above the figure. So it was when he died that they were looking for, it was nearly 100,000, I believe, involved. With the, the wife was involved as well. She had a pension also. Because he was, he should have told them that he was gone above the twenty thousand limit. Mm -hmm. But if he had gone out and drank a gentleman and yeah. listeners, yes. and paid it up against the wall, yeah. they would never come after him for anything. It was no, fine. But fact, the fact yeah. that he didn't spend it and he saved it and left well, it. Well, we have, you know, there's funny areas, you know, there of, you know, of, of what happens to people, and you know, you wonder at times. Catch twenty two. Yeah, I think that's yeah. yeah. We just changed uh, the topic, like just second, uh, or we're done funding there, and I know that. Uh, he has written to the papers about 
uh, danger on, on, on rural roads. Who are you talking and about now, sorry? Dottie O'Reilly down there. Yeah, there, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. And right. uh, uh, we haven't commented at all. Uh, over the weekend, there was a big fanfare made that we were, we were going to see a lot of speed checks on rural roads. I mean, we've spoken about it here before, with, uh, like with, you know, with Shannon, and I, I, I suggested we should have a, a full debate on it. And like, I think it's obviously it. three quarters of, of the deaths on the roads now are, are, in, are in rural roads, mm-hmm. small rural roads. Right. And yet there is no speed checks on rural roads. No. Now, Dahlia Redon has, uh, I've seen like a letter from him in the past, and I, I'd agree totally with him. And it seems to be accepted. Like, uh, there is, uh, recently now, they have brought in this thing on the motorway, on the M50, that it has dangerous conditions, like, you, that you slow down. But has anybody here ever seen, have, has, has everybody no. ever been checked for speeding on, on, on no. a small road? Have you ever seen, no, no, Pat, have you ever seen a guard stopping people out in the open road? I'm not talking no. about outside, uh, you know, villages you or, or towns. You only go to kill on the road here. It's yeah. a 50 going back along by the Circle K station. Yeah. I've seen cars going back there at 18 100 kilometres an hour. As and I said, I'll time even to get out through the, through the bottles to try and get yeah. past. I was down in Cork today and, and in, in, in uh, Jewel Cars with a huge sign up. Heavy rain, slow down, dangerous yeah, but we're conditions. We're talking about rural roads now. Yeah, yeah. But there was a report, and I think it's an awful serious issue. Yeah, it is a serious rural issue. people are not being protected. But it is understandable that they wouldn't yeah. have road checks yeah. to the speed van in those rural well, roads you were talking about. I'm not talking about speed vans. There was a time when they had help, handheld speed guns oh, or yeah, speed yeah. cameras. Why, yeah. can, why can't that be done now? I think it's in every other country. They haven't the manpower to say. Like, you go back to every field? And you will fellow sitting behind the side and they talk to him. Yeah. Why don't they put him on the rural roads? The because there's no lay-by. No, 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 I don't accept that because they're stuck in gateways. You don't need a lay-by for a speed van. The, the reason they're not on the roads, well, that you, you are saying no, they're dangerous, is because there isn't enough of turn, there is not enough of turnover of traffic to justify having them there. They wouldn't make enough money. Yeah, well, Pat, I agree with that myself, and I totally agree with Cell, you know, that the roads, the rural roads are very dangerous but what I would but, but what I'd like to actually just add to it is that there's pe- there are people doing a lot of walking you know, and pedestrians and all roads and I, yes, no, literally yesterday mm-hmm. I had a, a very very narrow in a f- small rural road that, that I was only doing about 30, 30 kilometres that's how I was doing and I, I just came right at Brenton there was somebody walking mm-hmm. no I mean you couldn't uh, they, 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 there's, they're looking for to, to to be knocked down, people. They're too much walking on these roads, like as well, and and they're danger, and they're, that's that's also. Now the clock uh, is beating us for. Before we go, yeah. I want to hello to. I mean, uh, one of our longest listeners, and uh, over in Rockford and Ballyshady, I like to say hello to Polly Brown, uh, Polly Brosnan and his wife Elizabeth, who are all, who are one of our longest listeners and one of the greatest mechanics of, and install of the milking machines that were ever in Ireland. He's retired now. So, Paddy, good night to you and Elizabeth as well. And I, the best I, of luck. I know Paddy well as well. Paddy came from Bradford. Bradford, you're on the bus, you're an idiot. So, we're giving the last word to Con Crimmon. Con, a well known character on this station here. Con Crimmon called last Sunday in the, in the mail on Sunday. He said, Dr. Andrew Rin said giving COVID vaccine to children was an akin to Nazi concentration camp experiments. That's what Khan said was on the Sunday. 
meal last Sunday in Conflin and called again. Ireland should have gone with the gas stores facility in Belly Longford, not relying on Russian gas. I would agree with you on that one, Con. Mm-hmm. That was the last one. I, the, the second one, I would agree with you, Con. I'm not sure about the first just, one. And just before we do, just before we go, just want to give a very quick mention. You've probably seen it, Pat, and I know several might have seen it, but Tom wouldn't. Uh, that excellent book that was published by Brady Murphy, the photographer in Karakari, yeah. two weeks ago. It's an absolute gym to see it. She has all the stories along going, the different characters of Willinus and the different thing, and all the poems she put together and the photographs she put together, a special photograph of Congreni in it, behind the Moore's old poem. And I think we mustn't forget Paul Englem also. Hey, Paul Englem, yeah, he wonderful book in And I suppose, uh, as I mentioned to Brady there, it has been two great weekends for, for that part of the country, Kerry Kerry. I met Brady in Castle Island last Sunday. She was back, and there's a special two pages of photographs in this week's observer taken of the the launch of abroad in the back kitchen from Tony Sullivan. So the clock has beaten us, folks. We're all gone over so, time. So thanks to Carol, Mike and Tom and and Jason. So folks, we will be back into next week. And just before I go, hopefully we will have two politicians next week because there's a lot of irregularities in planning permission and most unusual decisions requested. There's sewage flowing into farms and the farmer has been sued and companies are putting sewage and various things into lands. That whole area where there's unusual decisions, unusual requests from the council. So anybody, I hope you contact Tom Ryan and myself, any unusual happenings like that. I know of somebody that was looking for planning permission and in one instance it cost them over 3000 to get a survey done in case of flooding and another person was building on the side right beside them and he had to spend another 3000 literally on the same patch and another case was where somebody was building a house and they were told they had to get permission from the field, the man who owned the field next door in case the house got flooded in the future they had permission if your house got flooded that you could go into his field next door hard to believe so anyone listen to us if you have any unusual things or problems with planning or NCT or anything at all give us a shout and hopefully we'll have two politicians here next week good night God bless 102 FM you've just been listening to the podcast of County Views it's broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 27th of October 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm Mike Barrett and Carol McCarton join Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan for the discussion County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.